I am Matthew Thomas coming at you from the trailer of Heartsick here at Michigan Metal Festival. Definitely the most unique inter- uh, place I've done in interviews so far. As I said, we're we'll doing live coverage. That means I'm everywhere here at the Leah Ar- uh, Arboretum. My guest this time making his second appearance here on Super Cool Radio. He's the lead vocalist of Heartsick. Please welcome my man Alfonso. What's up, man? You're in a you're 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 now in our home when we're a home away from home. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's nice you welcome me into your home here at yeah. uh, on the road here. Now I do want to talk about since we are live on Facebook, you got something cool coming up very soon at two o'clock. You'll be performing uh, with a special guest for a band. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so I decide I is the band they play at too, and they asked me if I would go up on stage with them and do a song with them, and I said, yeah, sure. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty badass. So, uh, so how'd that come up? Was that like uh, just the side of the day, or did they talk to you? No, they hit me up like a week ago, two weeks ago or something. They were like, hey, would you? we want to do this cover. Would you do it with us? And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Right, I think um, like a lot of people like I don't know that he's gonna I, I I'm always like yeah like of course I want to like why wouldn't I like I don't I guess I just don't like I guess I just don't understand like the the hesitation to be like oh would you like fuck ask me I'm down you know whatever No you you're definitely what I've noticed about you and you guys are heartsick you're you're always about um collaboration you know helping people out yeah, and I sure. I think that's really cool and that does kind of lead into what uh, I know. There, you know, anyone who follows Heartsick, there, you know, I won't say controversy or instant anything like that. But I did uh, bring me to a very good question. I know you've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your thoughts on like um, bands perceiving other bands as competition in the music industry? It's stupid. It's dumb. Like, uh, I mean, like I get why bands do it because that's what we're taught we're almost socially programmed to be like, well, this person has this. So now I'm in competition with that. And it's like, it's like, you're not, there's, there's no competition. It's like the only competition you have exists in your mind. Like if we're on stage and you're looking at my band and you're going, well, I need to, you know, screw that band. Like, you know, they have all this, we don't have anything, you know, it's like, or whatever it is. It's like, this isn't a competition. Like it's all, it's all in tandem. We're all in unison. We're just, we're being told that we're not, to create discourse so that we continue to view each other as the competition or as the enemy to continue to keep us sort of like fighting for scraps while the people who have everything continue to keep having everything, everything. So it's like if as a band and as artists, we collectively say, Hey, I'm not in competition with you. You're not in competition with me. I love what you're doing. Come hang out with us cool you come hang out with us too let's just do this together we can complete a better like task and world and and there's no reason for the idea that like you have to compete with heartsick to get more fans that's stupid just like let's just have fun and i think honestly some degree with that mentality 
um, it kind of holds everybody down then instead of like uh, joining together and collaborating with people or um, work with people. Nice catch. <laughs> um, it just holds everyone to like um, a certain level. Cause well, like, yeah. and it, I don't think that's right. It creates, it also creates uh, like a harbored resentment towards people and things because you somehow feel uh like you're being overlooked, you know, and it's just like, it just creates so many negative things that don't need to be there because the reality is it's like, there's no competition. Like I am not going into the studio trying to write a better song than, you know, Silverture or whatever, whatever band, like you're thinking, like I'm there to write a song that I, that I like period that, that our band likes that we want to rock out to. I'm not in competition with anybody else. I'm not like, oh, did you listen to that new architect song? Well, ours has got to be better than that, or if not, it's you know, it's just not good enough. And it's like, that's a stupid mentality. Like they're architects. You're gonna, they're gonna do what they do, do what you do, and focus on what you do. You know? <laughs> oh, exactly. Like no one's gonna, you know. I think at least that uh, you shouldn't try to be like you know someone you're not. It should be the art you want to make. Yeah. Like no. Straight up. Yeah, exactly. Like you're gonna make the art you want to make. Architects gonna make the art you uh, they want to make, and so on and so on. But it's cool with like you and Heartsick because like I know, um, I, I you guys always like share like different bands. That's how like I heard of like uh, Reina Z. Yeah. That you guys toured with them. Badass band by yeah, the way. Yeah. Great band. Um. So it's it's cool to me like bands like sharing stuff about um other bands. I think that's cool because I find new bands to listen to and everybody wins at that point yeah i mean first and foremost everybody here in this band is a fan of music like i'm a fan of music Waylon's a fan of music jared's a fan of music jake is a fan of music like we're all fans of music so the idea that we wouldn't share what we like is kind of like almost ridiculous and then to kind of circle it back around it's like to share bands that are in our scene that we like is only good for everybody else. If we look at those bands and be like, well, we can't share them on our platform because, you know, they're just taking attention away from us. Is like, then you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. Like, that's stupid too. Like, what's the point? Like, how do you think we got here in the first place? Like, Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and Rage Against the Machine and Limp Bizkit and Corn and, you know, whatever else, whatever you're listening to. Like, all those bands got there. They were all, I mean, like, Rage Against the Machine and Tool were playing together. This pic, I mean, like, it's just like wh what are we doing like of course we're gonna share bands that we like i don't care if i share a band that i like and somebody likes them more than us like great like that's not a bad thing they're still gonna remember they're gonna listen to that band and be like oh i remember i found out about this band because of alfonso from heartsick man i haven't listened to heartsick in a while let me go back and listen to that like yeah. that's the mentality you should have you shouldn't have the mentality of like well this is my thing and screw you i'm not gonna help you because it's gonna take away you know attention from me and it's like you're stupid no exactly I, last thing that I, i'll move on from this subject but you know there, there's billions of people uh in this world and everyone has time to listen to their favorite bands and discover new music no matter where it's from there's plenty of space for everyone who creates music absolutely there's uh there's, there's tons of space i mean like never ending space exactly. like there's something for i mean go to ebay there's literally something for everybody you know what i'm saying <laughs> that applies to life exactly life is just uh ebay in real life 100 <laughs> percent, like everybody's selling something you know what i'm saying oh that's good that's good i like that line straight up like you're selling you're selling yourself to me. I'm selling myself to you, and we're selling this to them. 
Like we're always selling ourselves always. So the idea that we should limit how we sell ourselves by only making it about us is dumb. <laughs> well said. Very well said. Now I, I could talk about this a lot because it's how I personally feel as well, but I did want to cover one, I think very cool topic. Uh, so last time I spoke to you was like March of last year. So it's been about a year and a half. Uh-huh. And between that time, uh, you actually uh, you became a new father. Yes. Uh, between that time, yep. so how has that uh, impacted your life? Were you ready to become a parent? Because I know my parents told me that you're never quite ready. So were you? I don't think you're ever ready. Like, I'm I'm 40. Um, I've lived a whole life of interesting experiences. This is just a new a new experience, which requires me to be a little bit more grounded in certain things in my life. But uh, you're never ready to be a parent, man. Like there's, and the reason why I say you're never ready to be a parent, it's because you you live your life so long. At least in my case, you you live your life so long, not like having this responsibility, and then it's there. That's a huge adjustment for anybody, man. Like, and adjustments like that can be said from maybe you had an accident and you had, you know a TBI, a traumatic brain injury, that now you have to readjust all the same things, right? It's these big changes in your life that you have to adjust to. You're never ready for things like that. You're never ready to become a paraplegic. You're never ready to become a parent. You're never ready to become some superstar where you can't even go outside. Like all those things are within the same sort of wheelhouse. So being a parent is just wild, man. It's like, it's like, uh, there's nothing that can explain it correctly unless you actually experience it because it all sounds super, super cliche. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really like how you, how you said that. And um, for you, for being a parent, uh, do you approach things in life differently now because you are a parent? Some things, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely approach some things differently as a parent because I begin to think about the resp- the responsibility bestowed upon me to help uh what's the word to help create this new being that's going to be contributing to this world for them to contribute positively right so there's a lot of things that now i take into consideration because now it's not just about me it's about him as well it's about my wife as well you know it's about how he is going to contribute to society and what he has to offer to himself and see himself in the way that I see him, which is beautiful. Right. So I look at things a lot differently now in certain aspects for sure. That's I'm definitely, I really like how you answered that too, because not, you know, you are not, th- not just thinking about yourself. You also have taken account, you know, him and uh, his impact yeah. on the world yeah. too. And, uh, you know, obviously with a po- you know positive impact with everything as mm-hmm. well. So there, there's definitely a lot to consider. Like I'm, I'm not a parent myself, but I can definitely, <laughs> I can definitely understand that. And hear my parents talk about me sometimes. I can definitely understand that. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But uh, have you, uh, what, how many sleepless nights have you had? Or has it been pretty good? You know, it's been pretty good, man. Um, I, I gotta say, like my wife is a trooper. My wife handles a lot of that stuff because I work two jobs and I'm, I'm pretty inundated with trying to make you know, a financial contribution to our family so that it stays afloat. Um, But for the most part, it hasn't been, there's some people that have nightmare situations with kids just just don't want to sleep when they're babies. Um, That hasn't been us. Thankfully, you know, it's, it's been 
it's been what I would assume is pretty normal. Wake up and cry in the middle of the night for a little bit, go to bed, and then they're good, you know? No, definitely. I do. I wish the best for you and your family and the newborn as well. Thanks, man. Uh, I do. I got one more question. I'll be wrapping this up because I know you, uh, you're going to be very busy today. Uh, but you were you were originally born in Miami, correct? Miami, Florida. No, I was not born in oh. Miami, Florida. I was raised in Miami, Florida. I, uh, I was born in Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah, so I was raised in Miami, and then I was born in Puerto Rico. Okay, so my my apologies. No, you're good. Uh, but uh, so most of your, most of your childhood is in Miami, or uh, part of Puerto Rico. Kind of right. Okay. So I was born in Puerto Rico, and then I moved to the Dominican Republic when I was after I was born, and I was in the Dominican Republic till I was about four years old, and then I moved to Germany. Oh, I my dad was in the army, and then I moved to Germany, and then from Germany I moved to the states. Uh, when I was about five, and then we finally settled in Miami when I was six. So I was in Miami from when I was six okay. till I was 17, and then I graduated high school and went to college. So okay. that, so yeah, like I guess like part of my life, I wasn't really raised anywhere. I just traveled, you know, but from six and on, that was developed, you know. Okay, that, that's actually real cool. I didn't know. Uh, I actually didn't know any of that. That's yeah. that's really cool. <laughs> uh, so, but my, my question does still remain the same. Uh, what is uh, one aspect of the culture in Miami uh, that you miss the most? Oh, dude, there's so much to miss, man. I guess what I miss, what I miss the most culturally, is, bro, obviously the food. I think you know, like over here, like you really can't get a lot of the stuff that you can get down there. Like, well, you can, you know, like you can go to the stores and like buy it, but same. then you have to like make it. You know what I'm saying? As to where, like down there, like if I want to go get like you know an empanada, I can just like go to the corner store and get that you know or if i wanted to like a pastel de guayaba i can go like out there and go get that too you know um so i missed the, the cultural aspect of the food but i also missed the cultural aspect of like the people because it's it's such a melting pot of people um and there's just a certain type you are like you always know when somebody's from miami like if you're from miami you know somebody's from miami like if somebody was watching this shit right now like they would for sure know that i'm from miami because of how like i talk Right. Like that's just like a thing. So like I miss that sort of cultural, that cultural, uh, you know, familiarity for sure. Yeah, Deva, I uh, I have not been to Miami and I do. I do want to go there because my dad went there for business. I that's believe awesome. February last year. He went during the winter time, and I was so jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's a good place to go during winter. <laughs> uh, you know, it was for business, but he still he's like it's a very uh, diverse culture down there. And he yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, it very much is, man. There's a uh, Cuban, Puerto Rican, Dominican. Colombian, Brazilian, Nicaraguan, like everybody's down there, bro. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, it's also funny. I mentioned my dad. He just texted me, asked me how I'm doing. So <laughs> if you're watching, Dad, hi, how's it going? I'm doing good, by the way. <laughs> but uh, Alfonso, as I wrap up this interview, now you did something really cool uh, last night, and uh, it's not it's not on the internet anymore because I know you you, uh, you had to take it down, obviously, because you didn't want to share the music out there. But some people who tuned in late last night had the opportunity to listen to some new Heartsick. By the way, it sounded badass. Oh, thank uh, you, buddy. I, I was that. really impressed with it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, that does lead me into, so what are the plans for Heartsick for the rest of this year, but also into 2023? Oof. So we just got done in the studio again. We, in the last three years, we recorded 22 songs with our producer, Josh Schroeder. Um, some of those songs are already out, Vice City, Where the Trees Touch the Sun, the Cinco EP. Um, so right now we've got... 
uh, we've got Michigan Metal Fest that we're doing, and then we then are doing uh, Rust Fest, Rock for Vets, Ire Fest. Then we go out on the road with Dropout Kings for two days. Then we come back, uh, and then we go do a tour down to Florida because we end up playing uh, in Orlando for Central Florida Metal Fest. And then we come back up, we hit Louder Than Life, and then we head out west to go do Aftershock. And then after that, uh, we'll probably have the winter off from like November all the way to like February, March. And then we'll pick it back up. And in between that, we're releasing like two or three videos, another couple, two or three uh, singles. So yeah. And then I think we have in between all of that, we're doing a uh, uh, an EP again. So. Very nice. I definitely look forward to everything you guys have in the works. Congrats on getting added to Aftershock. Oh, I'm very so happy much. for you guys. Thank you very much. And for all the thank support you, you guys have received, you know, thank Heartsick you. has received. Thank you, guys, you so much. Uh, you guys work your ass off. Like, thank you. Thank you. I, I can see it. Like <laughs> Every time I see you guys, you, you're always working. You're always hustling. But you also have time to talk to people and of hang course, out with man. people. And I think that is a very uh, valuable aspect. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. It's uh. It's all about getting to know people. You know what I'm saying? Oh, definitely. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. Obviously, uh, you got a bit, uh, busy day as do I. So Alfonso, always a fun time hanging out with you. Had a really great time chatting with you, and I look forward to rocking out. Uh, he'll be with I Decide I at two o'clock. Plus, Heartsick takes the stage at four fifteen. For Alfonso Heartsick, I'm your host as always, Matthew Top. There goes my phone. Uh, I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. He dropped his phone. We gotta go. So stay frosty. <laughs>